Uh, what's good, people? Welcome to another episode of the EBS Podcast. I am your host for today, Ike the Great, and uh, this is episode 132, and I got some really, really cool people with me today. Uh, to my right, <laughs> sorry, we can't do this shit without doing some fucking... <laughs> Goofy shit. This shit can never be one. He's the only one. Like I let it be. I, I know. I know. I just I couldn't help myself. But I got OG Bobby with us. Ah, right, what's happening? And we got uh back from a very, 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 very long hiatus. Young Buck is in the building, Yo, ladies and gentlemen. What it do? What it do? Welcome, make some welcome noise. Make some, I make some noise for Young Buck. Right, right. I, appreciate, I appreciate the love. Nah, the people said they missed you. Yo. Did they actually? Or are you lying? All three of them. I don't, he oh, won't. No. He won't be alive much longer as soon as his license passes. <laughs> so, what guys, what's wrong with you? <laughs> How was your week? Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> this this <laughs> motherfucker's channeling the spirit of a Mike properly. <laughs> we gotta do it, man. We gotta do well, it. Well, how was your week? My week was good, man. It was long, but it was good. Really? Yeah. Yo, is that because you work nights? That's what makes it good. No, because this week ends like Wednesday. My week. No, no, no. <laughs> Thursday morning, bitch. Well, when you ain't doing shit, my shit went by so fast. Like, I couldn't believe what, like, it was fucking Thursday when it was Thursday. I oh, thought shit. it was like fucking Tuesday and shit, man. You working too hard, man. Something like that. I'm just busy. I won't say I'm working too hard. I'm just yeah, busy. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. You busy. My shit went, went by pretty quick. Um, so I'm, I, I, speaking of it going by quick, I actually worked from home on Thursdays and decided I was going to go to, uh, like for lunch, I was going to go get some birria tacos. Shout out to the birria tacos. Hey. Uh, um, so I'm sitting in the in the restaurant and, well, at, I'm at the bar and it's like it's lunchtime, so it's not packed, but it's people in there. And it's this like maybe three or four seats down is this guy and these two girls with him. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be having a normal, you know, normal outing. And then like out of nowhere, this shit just erupts into chaos. <laughs> between the guy and the two women? Well, between the guy and the, the woman that's in the middle. Okay. And he starts going off about his grandfather and how, his grandfather did all this stuff in his country and he suffered this and suffered that, right? And I'm like, I don't I don't understand. Maybe he's just drunk, but now <laughs> he's gotten everybody's attention because he's loud. They were already loud, but he's elevated. And um but the the comments that he's making are directed to the young lady in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly an emotional situation. And so in her getting defensive, she launches an offensive. Mm. And so it was almost like a like a, a challenge type of situation. So he, she's like, it's a few expletives, you know, telling him to shut up and, and you can't say it. He's like, why, why can't I say this is my grandfather? He went through X, Y, and Z. So it, it got to a point where she was like, I'm done with this. And just got up and stormed off. So the other girl that was with her, I'm imagining their friends, gets up and storms off with her, but like to console her. Mm. And as they're walking off, um, this is where the emotional part like has it's already out of control, but it goes even further out of control for him. He's now yelling at them as they're walking away. Mm. But not really This is a black man? This yeah, is a black they're, guy? They're all black black women. Okay. But he's not really yelling 
like he's yelling at them, but not at them. It's mm-hmm. almost like he's yelling as a way to plead his case to everybody who can hear why he's overreacting the way he's overreacting. They were definitely drunk. There was some some alcohol. He had imbibed, for sure. Did you meet them there? Did I meet them? Yeah, you were at the bar, right? I didn't know them. Well, I was just saying, like, Like they were there already. Yeah, they were there already. already. Right, right, right. Uh, It didn't appear that they had a whole lot of drinks, Mm. and he didn't finish his drinks, but... um, she got up and stormed out. Mm-hmm. So now he's left there by himself. Mm. And like, I'm, I'm kind of surveying the room. And as he, as it erupted, like there's, there's some other women. There's a group of like, I don't know, younger men and women that were uh, sitting behind them. And I'm, I'm watching their expressions. And like, you can tell that they're, they're kind of concerned for her safety. Mm. Excuse me. So, um, he says, uh, he says something along the lines of, I'm, I, now I can't remember the, the verbatim, but something along the lines of, uh, you're supposed to be my fucking fiance. You take the ring off and throw it in a fucking drink. Wow. And so now I'm like, what the fuck? like this shit went from this dude wilding to, damn, how do I help this guy? Oh, you want to help him? You can't. I, I thought about it. Oh. But I also thought this is not the time to help him. Because <laughs> if, if he wilds out, then like I'm only going to make the situation worse. Right. Right. And right. nobody cares what he's going through. And now he's just sitting there like by himself with his emotions. People talking and, about him, right, probably. And, 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 and it's like there's no way to get out of this without, you know, being obvious that you're trying to leave out of it. And then the, the, the bartender brings you the bill. Right. Of the woman who just walked out on you and yeah. apparently threw the drink. Well, obviously, your, why the bartender brought the bill? Whatever, you're going to have to take care of this. And so he, he, like, he got the bill, but he didn't leave. Mm-hmm. But he also wasn't drinking no more. Now he's just sitting and, and thinking. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and so like, I wanted, to, I wanted to send him a drink. I wanted to talk to him. I mm-hmm. wanted to do a lot of things. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if this guy responds in a way that, like it's only so much me saying, chill, bro, I'm I'm an ally. <laughs> like I don't mean you any harm. Right. Before is I you wildin' and then it that just makes the situation work. Oh, and nobody cares. I feel like at that point, because right, you, you don't know the guy, you gotta if just he let starts him be. wildin', I'm I'm like, Oh, I don't even know this dude. Exactly. Don't, I'm leaving. <laughs> exactly. Like, I so don't I don't that's, that's feel it. obligation anymore. Yeah, I'm so he did, and, and so like I was thinking like in that situation, he probably is just wondering, like, does anybody feel what he feels? Like, does anybody understand what he's going through? Uh-huh. And sending him a drink might help him to understand. But at the same time, I'm thinking, what if this is the drink that sends him over, over the edge the and then he goes and does something stupid? So I didn't send him the drink, but I finished up what I was eating and drinking and paid. And then, like, as I'm leaving, he finishes up, pays and leaves. So he leaves before me. And when I got out the door, he was gone. But I just was reflecting on how, like, the concern was so much for that woman that stormed off. But, like, nobody gave a fuck about what he was going through. So and you, me included. So you felt like you let Nas down? Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. I, I, I just, like, it, 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 it just really drove home how, like, 
society doesn't really care when a guy's going through some shit. And not only do they not care, mm-hmm. it, it may even be that they care, but they don't really know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he needed something in that moment, but nobody knew how to give him what he needed. And I'm sure he didn't know how to ask for it. Yeah. So I kind of get it, though. Like, so I, I get it because I know that men, we've been forced, not forced, but like cultivated to like suppress our emotions. Yeah. And quite honestly, do you know what that shit would look like if we actually were allowed to erupt? Dangerous. Dangerous as fuck. Just because very we dangerous. are, we are, I guess, honestly speaking, probably very emotional. Men. And we express emotions in in physical ways. A man who can't control his emotions is a dangerous man. Yeah, and we're not we're not allowed to to express emotions unchecked because it it, it is very dangerous. I so the shit that he just said. No, I, I don't. A man who can't control his emotions is a dangerous man. Yeah, it's very true. But that is the same shit that brings them to that point, though. Is them trying to control their emotions, and honestly, suppressing it is a form of control, but probably not the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, things. so they are controlling it by suppressing it or not dealing with it. That's a way to control it. How else do you control your emotions? You channel it into different ways. I think, shit. I think I'm qualified to speak on this because <laughs> a thousand, you, a thousand percent, for I, sure. I, I, I can be an emotional motherfucker, yo. You know what I do? I channel my shit into other shit, yo. I mean, a part of it is rewiring, and you do got to grow up at some point and understand how to control yourself to a degree. But then you also have, like, for me personally, I don't know about anybody else. I have an 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 overflow of emotion at times, and so the best thing for me to do is to channel that into something, whether it be work, whether it be some type of recreational activity, whether it be reading or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it helps to channel that, yo, because when you have unkept emotion, you, yo, you will let it go at the, the smallest of shit. That motherfucker's just trying to figure out why you spazzing on the motherfucker because he accidentally stepped on your shoe. It's because you got a, you got a in, over inflation or not over, you got an influx of emotion that you haven't channeled properly, yo. That's why it's dangerous. Because one, no offense to women, but we're stronger than women. You know what I mean? And, and uh, physically, yes, that's what I mean. Right? No, no, sorry. So I'm speak, I'm speaking specifically. Because I feel like emotionally, they just may be stronger yeah, than we are. They are. Ah. But anyway. what, what I'm saying is, we're, we're, we're stronger than women, and and we tend to be more physical. Not even off of strength, but just how how we act. So a nigga get mad and punch a wall or some shit or a door, right? Or you know, throw some shit. But being a man, you liable to break some shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Which well, is, to me, that all deals with the fact that they don't know how to process yeah. their emotions, yeah. right? But again, you say if you don't know how to control it, it's dangerous, yo. Because today it's breaking your table, throwing your controller. Tomorrow it's accidentally killing somebody, yo. And I know that sounds like a large leap to people, but if you, honestly speaking, if you're a boy or if you're a man, you understand. You understand there's a very thin line between being in control of your emotions and being out of fucking control, yo. That that's scary. That I don't know about y'all, but to me, that is one of my biggest fears. Yo, is losing control, like complete control. Hey, I, you know, I used to say it back in the days, and even still now, even though I probably need to practice my Zen shit more, but <laughs> I can't afford to lose control. Yo, that's some real like, shit. <laughs> you lose control, shit. man. It's so much that could go bad. And my fiance don't be understanding. We matter of fact, I had this conversation with my fiance, uh-huh. and she was just like, "Babe, let it go." And I, in the most like monotone, what I'm missing to be, I was like, "I can't afford to let it fucking go because yeah. you won't recognize what you is know, happening." 
<laughs> this is this is a very multifaceted problem. Oh yeah, and for sure. God bless them. Women don't understand, mm. and they don't understand not because necessarily they don't want to understand, but there's so many things that contribute. So, like, and it, and this is not a I'm trying to blame women session, right? Mm. But if 80 to 90% of our households are single parent homes and those are mostly women, these men that they're raising are learning to emote like women. Yeah. So I will say that is a, that is a large characteristic. And that they're, they're learning to, when I say emote like women, I mean, handle the stress of that emotion. We don't put the same emphasis on handling the emotion for women as we do for men. Partially because when they lose control, it's, it's not nearly as catastrophic based off of physical capabilities. But a, if you see a woman losing it and acting out, then it's she gets the benefit of the doubt. It's somebody did something to her or she finally got to her wits and then she lost it. And it usually doesn't end in death. It's getting that way now, mm-hmm. but it usually doesn't. I, when, when you deal with a man doing that, he tends to. I mean, sometimes women do do react in a violent manner. No, they do. Right. But if the level of violence that they inflict is usually not to, to the level. You know, I get, I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm just wondering if men react the way that they do because they know that they can. Right? Like, for, well, that's what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, but that's, that's fucking deep and crazy. Well, like, a woman's not going to punch a wall. Right. She might. There are some women that punch walls. I mean, yeah, yeah but... Typically speaking, she would. Typically speaking, but she would. even wouldn't. if she did, she might dent But the why the hell does a man think he could punch the wall? Because he can't punch the person who's causing him this, so that which typically may be a woman. You know what? You know, I will say some of the times where I struggle the most with, like, my emotions is when I have emotions that I want to exert onto other people that I know is inappropriate. So when I'm in a conversation mm-hmm. with in an argument with somebody and, like, th- this is why I say women don't understand what it is to be a man, yo, because I understand how to talk to y'all. Y'all understand how to talk to me. And I understand that, like, if 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 the a level of disrespect is broken, we want to step outside and handle this as men, yo. And so I think I personally struggle with when that line is broken, but I still can't step outside with whoever broke that line. So now I got all this aggression that I want to deal with as a man, but I can't because that's not where you're at or that's not where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, like y'all are my older siblings. So if y'all ever broke that line, I'm not about to say... I degree, step outside, we're going to handle it. You know what I mean? I'm going I'm to hold that in. However, it's going to show up in a different way mm-hmm. and it's not going to be appropriate. But I would never raise my, my, you know what I mean? Like my fist to deal with that. But that's the level of aggression and emotion that I have. And a, a part of that is just being unchecked. But like, that's what it is. Like that, I, I am an emotional man. Like, I know that sounds weird to say, but like I have to constantly keep myself on a leash, yo. Because I understand the implications of what can fucking happen if I don't. Mm. Mm. Right, I, I think that's the like that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, but most forms of problem solving are a form of the problem to begin with. So you know whatever that problem would be, your your solution to that is speaking to that problem before it happens. So you got to keep yourself from getting there. I think a, a part of what we experience that makes it difficult is that. The women in our lives and even women just in general that you talk to want you to be more emotional. 
but also fear you once you become emotional. Yep. So you don't have the, the freedom of expression. If, if it were us, uh, this is crazy because I, I had this conversation earlier, right? If it's us, there's a level in the conversation, even if there's a level of emotion, we'll know how to respond to it. And eventually it will be able to say mm-hmm. to one another, all right, yo, I get it, but you're being emotional right now. And that'll usually bring you back home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make the joke. Right. But it but it, it'll usually snap you back into the logic and you'll be like, you know what, you're right. But is I that is that like fucking programming though? I, yeah. So so that's that actually is the point. And, I, and the point that I was making to the young lady I was saying this to earlier is I I'm, I take it back to when I was a child and things were were not going well, right? And I was emotional. Mm-hmm. Not things that were that caused me physical harm, but just hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. The way that my father would deal with that is maybe let me cry for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then then come to me. I right, mm-hmm. listen. This is things are gonna happen, mm-hmm. and he's gonna talk to me a certain way. Yeah. Now my old, not my oldest sister, but the second oldest. I've, I've got three sisters, but the middle one, who's more maternal, mm-hmm. and my mother, mm-hmm. they'll poo poo and tutu and and butter me up and make me feel better, right? That's and what, so I. That's why you spoil like shit. Cool. So you, but you learn, <laughs> you learn that. When you have those emotional moments and you talk to men, mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you would get from when you talk to women. Nope. Yeah. So you, it is learned. It is a learned behavior. Damn, that's wild, bro. Yeah. Because even I think about it with the way that I deal with my daughter, mm-hmm. right? That's and why I asked you what I asked you earlier. And, and you know, I, I just know the world out there is a tough world, man. Yeah. And and what I know how to. How I know how to deal with certain things is how I know how to deal with certain things, and that's what I'm going to bestow, and I'm going to pass that mm-hmm. along to you. May not necessarily be the best for her, but she she so, has a mom. Can I be honest? Right. That can, right. that can that can give her that that knowledge, that aspect, and you know she has to she has to deal with the dichotomy of the two and just apply where it, where it, where it applies. Can I be honest? Yeah. This is why it better this, be. It's this conversation right here. It's this. It's these things that we as men struggle with, which is why I think, quote unquote, toxic masculinity is important. I think it's it. So I say toxic masculinity, right? Because I think immediately people understand what I'm talking about. No, I do. You know That's what I mean? Like it's the type of the type of masculine that I'm talking about. I think it's important, right? Because like people have to, and I explain. I try to explain this all the time to like women, you know. This shit did a, mother, a man didn't just wake up one day and say, "Okay, these are the these are the rules to being a man. It has to be this way because I think it should be this way." Like these were created over thousands of years through trial and error, yo. You know what I mean? And and, and men collectively came together and said, "Yo, we've lived thousands of years, and this is what has helped us survive. This is what has helped us navigate the world, and this is what has helped us navigate women, yo." It is important for us to deal with these things in this way because. People before us, people who have more experience than us, have come together and said, yo, this is how you succeed. Or this is the best way as a man with the things that you are going through to navigate the world, yo. And it's like, to me, it's such a big deal because... No offense, a woman can never understand what it is to be a man. A, never could, a woman can never understand what it is to be in my shoes. And vice versa. Yeah, I'm going to say, in the same way I can never understand what it is to be in a woman's shoes, she can never understand what it is to be in my shoes. So when I'm, when I'm trying to figure out how it is I need to be a man, how it is I'm matriculating from a boy to a man. No offense, I'm not going to go ask no woman. I'm not going to go ask my mom. Mm. How, how do I be a man? How do I deal with this 
anger? How do I deal with this emotion? How do I how do I deal with the weight the weight of a family on my shoulders? The weight of people depending on me mm-hmm. that I can't depend on in the same way? How do I deal with that? I'm not gonna, no offense. I'm not going to ask my mom. I'm going to ask my dad. I'm going to ask y'all. You know why? Because y'all are men that came before me. Y'all are men that it took that have taken that same understanding and 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 manipulated it in the way that succeeded for y'all. And you're going to pass it down. I mean, the, you can't ask her in the same way you ask, like, your dad, right? Yeah. But you can ask her from her perspective, right? Like, as a woman, what is what is the one thing that you wish dad did that he didn't do? Or as a woman, or as a mother, how did you expect, you know, uh, dad to co-parent? And I use the word co-parent just because you're both parents, not the fact that your parents split yeah. up. How did you expect him to co-parent? Like, what were your expectations uh, just to help you in that arena to better understand uh, what the expectations may have been from, like, uh, from your significant other? I think my mother helped me tap into my emotion and understand what it is to interact with a woman. And my father, for the most part, because for a lot of my life, not my brothers, for a lot of my life, my father wasn't there. It was my brothers that... Claire. Clear that up. Yeah, what sorry. So he, he was he, he was wasn't traveling for work. He wasn't yeah. around. Sorry. So he wasn't like in the household. You know what right. I mean? Like he was traveling for work. Okay. So a lot of the, a lot of the aspects of my manhood I don't get from my father. I get from my brother. But again, these are things that my father directly instilled in my brothers. But you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's the hierarchy. It's not like when, when my dad would leave for work, yo. Mm-hmm. My mom wouldn't teach me how to be a man. She would be like, "Go ask your fucking brothers. Mm-hmm. You got two other. You got a brother ten years older than you, and a brother seven years older than you. You you gonna figure it the fuck. You know God, what I mean? God bless her. You know what I mean? Hey, my taught me how to tie a tie mm. obi-wan and a mike used to take me to, to football practices talk to my coaches as my dad should have you know what i mean my, my dad wasn't there my mom didn't say okay your dad's not here i'm gonna be the man no she said you have other boys that are becoming men that are closer to being men than you are that understand what you're going through talk to them so but I, I, I think what you're pointing like both of both of you really are pointing to the what's very important about two-parent households it's not so much like the, you mentioned toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mention toxic femininity. I just quoted it. I get it. Like but quotation marks. Yeah. It's, there's the there's the concept. Oh, there's a there's a dichotomy of mostly men that say toxic masculinity doesn't exist. I think it does. I also think I'm toxic, shocked to hear you say that. I also think toxic femininity exists. But, well, we know that. But yeah. what I'm as men, we know that. When, when I'm saying it, I'm. I'm understanding that masculinity and femininity is inherent in all of us, right? It's within a balance. Mm-hmm. And what makes it toxic is when it's outside of that balance against the nature. So the single mother who's trying to be mom and dad mm-hmm. is going to give you toxic masculinity because she doesn't know how to give you masculinity. That father who's trying to give you the femininity is going to give you toxic femininity because he doesn't know how to give you real femininity what you would get from the two of them you wouldn't necessarily learn masculinity from your mom but you would learn how a feminine woman or how femininity responds to masculinity for sure and that's what's missing so you're getting typically when we see a one gender trying to trying to to make up for the other genders uh, masculinity or femininity it's pseudo and it's usually over exaggerated mm. it's usually done in a way that isn't received well and isn't natural so it tends to be 
It's damn near a parody. Honestly. Yes, exactly, exactly. Or it's yeah, and it's always overdone, in my opinion. Not to cut you off, but it's like, parody. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> Men like we, don't cry, boys don't well, suck it up. But, but not even that, right? We just dealt with it at, at the restaurant we were just at. You asked, <laughs> you asked her what she did for you know a living, and she ran off. I, like proving, I, I, trying to prove herself. I may have to revisit the way that I handle things because I just thought about it from the perspective of, of a little boy mm-hmm. going to your mom for like some solace and she's telling you that men don't cry. Yeah. It's it's like you the one supposed to like give me some comfort and some mm-hmm. solace and and I and I can't get that from you? No. So now I got to rethink, like, me wanting to be, like, toughen up my daughter, but I guess I got to be the one. If I'm the one that's supposed to give her that, I don't know. Well, no. So I think. Somebody got to give her that. If, 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 well, she's got to get both. Or, or yeah. somebody got to give, give her or them one side of the coin. Yeah. Well, well, so, you know what, yo, I think, and I think the difference between, like, what I was saying, and I think like fathers and daughters, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I don't think your job is to toughen your daughter up or to, or to you know, like spoil her. No, I, when I say toughen up, what I really mean is to prepare her for the world, yeah. which ain't easy. Which, is, I, t- which think, is toughening her up. But, it, but you yeah. know, if exactly. I'm being, if, if I'm being honest, I don't even think that's your main priority, in my opinion, right? I, you have a daughter, I don't. I'm just going off of what I've seen. You can tell okay. me if, if shit is actually different. But in my, from my perspective, I, don't, I think the, the job of a father, first and foremost, is to show their daughter what healthy interaction with a masculine leader man is supposed to be. I mean, I won't say first and foremost, but it's... Yeah, it's, sorry. Okay, so maybe top, not first... Top 10. Yeah, yeah. And so what I, what I mean by that, right, is is we talk a lot about, about women who don't know how to interact with men, mm-hmm. with men, right? And mm-hmm. because they come from, no offense, single, mm-hmm. single mother households where they learn from one side of the, of the equation, right? So they don't get that male interaction. And then oftentimes when they do... Unfortunately, it's a bad interaction, and that's what—that's how they—that's how it starts, and then they have to grow and learn from that. You know, I think as a father, what I think, like if, if I were to have a daughter, I would be thinking about how do I show her that there are good men out here that can treat her a good way. This might not be everybody, but this is this is the expectation. Like, so when I think about like Ike and his interaction, you should be you, you when your daughter grows up. She shouldn't be impressed by like a, a man opening the door for her or some type mm. of shit. You know what I mean? Because like that should be the expectation. Not saying she's like pampered, but she should understand like no, that's how a good man interacts with a good woman. Yeah. If we're both doing the roles that we're supposed to do, if we're both doing the things that we're supposed to do, I have expectations for you. You're you're legitimately describing my wife. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, shit. Well, I mean, but kudos to Ice Wife. Essentially, what you're saying is that. He is his job is to teach her procreation. People look at the term procreation and just think of sex. duplicating yeah. the, the, the genes, right? This is sex. We're replicating the two of us and creating a life. And that's not all that procreation is. Procreation is showing you healthy love from yeah, man yo. to woman. And so you would teach your daughter procreation by the way that you Example. deal with her. Her yeah, mother, yeah, and and she would also learn healthy responses to that procreation by the way her mother interacts with you, yeah. the master man, and so then you also would then teach her the love from father to daughter, and that those things would help shape her to picking the right man and what but should be. Do you know what the crazy thing is though? 
and I've had conversations with a lot of women that came from two parent house, mm-hmm. households, loving father, they love their dad, all that. But in all those scenarios, they've said there were some things that my dad did that I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. There are some things. There are some. There are ways that he treated my mom mm-hmm. that I didn't care for. Was I mean, he- there are some things that he did that I loved that right. I absolutely adored. But certain things, and even. No, me, from my example of my father, like there's some things that he did that I was just like, yeah, I ain't going to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? But But there were also things things that he did that I was like, you know, that's some dope shit. But but Okay, so that's that's a valid point, right? Mm -hmm. None of us are going to get it all right. Yeah, Yeah, I'm about to say. Absolutely. Mothers included. That's the message. However, (laughs) for those women, what I would say to them is go talk to your mother. Mm. Go now if your mother and your father are not on good terms or mm-hmm. you know there's an issue, you're gonna get a, a biased answer. Yeah. But if I, I think we have a tendency, especially in today's climate, to not come at this in good faith. So the things that a daughter or a son doesn't like about a parent, number one, they're looking at it from a child's eyes to parents' actions and mm-hmm. may not understand all the the oh, parts of it, right? I mean, but but also you you're looking at it and there's there's the there's the the nature of an emotional response. And if you were to go talk to the person who you think he wronged, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the way my dad dealt with my mom was such and such. Mm-hmm. And then you go talk to your mom and your mom says, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, but I was being emotional in that moment and your father tethered me back to logic, mm-hmm. back to reality, and I, I appreciate and love him for it. Mm-hmm. It may change your perception of what yeah. you saw and to understand how that should work. And yeah, yeah, it, we're men are direct, we're a bit abrasive, but love is at the base of that, is at the, f- yeah. the forefront, right? So the love and the care for you and and the wanting to protect you, wanting the best for you, it may not have been relayed the best, but this is what it was. And yeah, forgive me, I'm not going to get it right every time, but that mother would show her. Yeah. But you know what? Hold on real quick. And using myself as as an example, right? I'm not going to give too much detail because fuck you guys. (laughs) Uh, But You need a hug, bro? No, no, no. I do. Uh, I understand why my dad did the things that he did. Like, You're right, in right, particular, right. like one of the scenarios that I'm talking about, right? Like, it had to be done, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I came to the conclusion that I came to based on conversations with my mom mm-hmm. and her talking about the same thing and, like, not really, like, sounding like she cared too much for right. it. You know what I'm saying? And also because, like, my dad had done something similar to me as well, Mm. right? Again, he had to. Yeah. I didn't care for it either. So in my mind, I'm just like, all right, going forward, I'm going to try to put myself in a position so I don't have to do the same thing to my future wife or my future kid. But But you know what? It's it's that ex- is th- these examples that you give, which is why I tell women, it's 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 very difficult for y'all to give the perspective from the outside looking in on how to become a man, yo. Because 
in my opinion, y'all don't. What y'all see is oh, like how to become a man. I know, yo. It's it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it is what it is, yo. Like, because a lot of times when you ask a woman, well, you know, think name the people that you see as like as like good men, strong men, like men that you revere. Mm-hmm. If, you know, like their fathers, their brothers, people like that. And I'm like, you see the end product. You think your father is a good man. I promise you, there's 10 women lined up that will tell you that nigga ain't shit. Huh. That tell you that nigga's a terrible person. Do you know why? Because along his journey into becoming the man he is, he fucked over a few people. And it is what it is. Yeah. And it may be just a perception of being fucked over. But also, we got to remember, we tend to look at shit from today's standards that mm-hmm. happened in the past. Not even that, gotcha. man. We also tend to look at shit with like, like, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, evolved eyes. Or yeah, that's, like, what, that's what I mean. Oh, right? Yeah, like we're grown. We're, right. We're like a lot more mature. We've seen life. We're more mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah. Experienced eyes. It's 2023. You still look like, like that shit like 1960. Bro, if I look back at me at 23, what a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't become a piece of shit until 25. <laughs> Fuck y'all. But I mean, even, bro, I've even, been a piece of shit since like 19, bro. Yikes. <laughs> Just the knowledge. The knowledge that you have, the wisdom. Things have changed in how society has advanced. You might look back and say, mm-hmm. you know, the way that my dad did whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you, you hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, the men back in the day worked and the mom stayed home and, and they lived off of one income. And that just doesn't sound realistic today based off of, you know, the expectations of today, where you yeah. want to live, they the also, cost of living and all that. They but, also came home and gave their wives a million uppercuts yeah, when, I, they, when I, dinner I, wasn't cooked. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like <laughs> and, some, saying, of those, and some of those things weren't necessarily frowned upon. Right. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh, Popeye-ass nigga whooping some ass. Yeah. I'm not saying whether those were right or wrong, but yeah. we judge what was right or wrong back then yeah. off of what's right or wrong right now. now yeah. And that's a mistake. And, you know, there's no grace there. Also, right. I think nowadays we're just it's just so much information out there yeah. that we're a lot more informed, right? On and ill informed. Well, and ill informed. But if you wanna be informed on like the right shit, you can be so perfect example, right? This whole gentle parenting craze that's out mm-hmm. there that's going on, right? Um I didn't know that I would be a hippie. Because I am damn near a hippie. Like, you know, I, I I tried, like, I was having a conversation with my coworker, and I was like, yo, it's, it's I was having a conversation, I said something that made him say, oh, like, do you bust out the accent when you're dealing with your daughter? I was like, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, because my only example of a parent are my parents, mm-hmm. and the way that they parented, which was... In like a certain Nigerian accent. Mm-hmm. So in certain instances, I would do that to my daughter halfway jokingly, but I expect like the outcome to be mm-hmm. same. the same. Right. And, you know, I, I thought about that shit, but it's just certain things that, you know, I think with the information that's out there, especially with like gentle parenting, like initially like there was like a knee-jerk reaction to respond to like and my daughter's two and a half right to respond to like a one-year-old or a 10-month-old that's doing things and i'm like stopping they don't do it and in my mind i'm like you're not listening you're being stubborn and like part of the stuff that gentle parenting teaches is like yo bruh yo they've only been here for like a little bit of time like you're you're putting expectations on a two-year-old mm. 
based on a 38 year old. Mm. Like it took you 38 years to get to this point where you feel as though this is expected and this should be done this way and that should be this way. But this is a two year old or whatever that hasn't been on earth mad long. They're still figuring themselves out. Mm -hmm. And while it may look like they're being stubborn, it's just that they haven't developed the impulse control, for example. Right. And, if I had to sit there and think to myself, like, bro, your impulse control sucked till you were like, probably still sucks, honestly. It just got better over time. Like, my impulse control, like, really sucked at a point in time. But through my 20s. But it's like, you expect a 38-year-old's impulse, impulse control in a two-year-old? Like, so certain things like that, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I told her to stop. She went right back to it. Her impulse control just fucking sucks. Yeah. And I got to accept that. Yeah. And I got to find a way to work around that instead of thinking like she's being rude, she's being disrespectful, she's being stubborn, she's not listening, she's not capable, like going down that rabbit hole, which a lot of parents do. Because <laughs> I learned <laughs> sometimes the spanking don't do shit because yeah. they go right back to that shit. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> and if it's not working for you to get it to work, that means you're breaking something yeah. in that in that child. That and child. I don't want to do that shit. Like that's not what I want to do. So. I can't wait. Yo. My parents, my, my parents, my kids are not gonna understand me because mm. their mama and their grandmama gonna speak to them in Spanish only. Their first language probably gonna be Spanish. They're not mm. gonna understand me. I mean, so you should read into that shit because <laughs> Google tell my child to sit the fuck no, down. No, 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 no. You should read into that because you know they talk about you know. Ideally, mm-hmm. ideally, like her, her, her first language should be English. If not, you're gonna confuse the hell out of her or him. Yeah, right. Um, and they said like the prime time to teach kids a new language is like I think like four to nine or something like that. Yeah. So that's when you want to teach them like a second language. Really? I thought it was sooner than that. So, so we're operating sooner on, when? Like we're operating. Bro, on, they just learned how to speak English at two. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, so from all the so we've been reading books on this, right? Because uh-huh. you know we get married soon. So from all the books that we've read, it said that there should be also every child is different, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> but like. From what we've seen, the best the best plan of action is you have one parent for one language, one parent for another language. You're gonna Obviously, the hell out of that kid. Probably, yeah. depending on the kid. No, no, so depending on the kid. No, that's real though, because like she has cousins, and her cousins, like when they were young, they they mixed Spanish, and they were Italian and English. Yeah, and so the only person that could understand what the fuck they were saying was their mom, who but, understood all three. Right, <laughs> but now now they're um like they're a bit older. They speak all three languages fairly fluently. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean. You work through it. Once they get older, for sure. But yeah. I'm talking about those growing pains yeah. are going to exist it's because be you're confusing the hell out of the kid. Yeah. Which is why they say when they have like a, a general understanding of one language, yeah. now you start to introduce others. Because like they're freaking sponges, bro. And their yeah. memory is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So... We, with, we've got way yeah. With that being said, get ready to beat Tio. Way off topic, but uh, allow men to feel. Top of Tio. <laughs> get ready to beat Tio's. T-O-I-T-O-G. Yeah, that's all good, man. That's dope, man. Uh, let's get into some rapid fire real quick, man. Um, did y'all watch... Uh, no, it's no guns, bro. I know. Did you guys watch uh, Chris Tucker's... No, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rocks. I almost said Chris Merrill. Just remember, uh, Chris. He, he, he got rocked. That's how you remember. <laughs> Did you guys watch Chris Rock's uh, live special? I didn't. On Netflix? Watch, Not watched, all of it. I, I watched, watched all of it. I watched the, the ending, which was the most, not important, but the biggest part. 
What did you guys think? Uh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. And then even like my some so my fiance watched the entire thing. She mm-hmm. thought it was she thought it was funny. She's not like a big stand up fan in general. Mm-hmm. She thought it was pretty funny. Okay. OG. Yeah. I, um. I th- I thought it was thought it was it was funny. It was informative. It was it was well needed. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think that he probably um. I, I I imagine that Chris would be a bit of a perfectionist, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you don't get to that level of success doing something without being a perfectionist to a degree. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that that there was a slip up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't know if you guys caught it. I heard about it. Yeah. So I haven't watched it, but I heard and I listened to Mad Podcast and talked about and he, it. And he he fixed it like he cleaned uh-huh. it up. But, Concussion, versus right? Mess, yeah, and and so it it. You know, the joke didn't hit as it should have, mm-hmm. but I think it also kind of gives you a, a a peep into the emotional part about what happened. Yeah. And it could have just been a normal slip, right? And it could have been that it's it's live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was it's it's not usually done right these specials are filmed this and is well, broadcasted he, he they edited no edited yeah, eventually took, no but they took that uh so the shit about the smiths he took out i heard no they didn't they didn't take it all out oh they didn't so the edit that they did mm-hmm. was just to fix the, the concussion i mean yeah the concussion, concussion uh, yeah. Okay. so um they they just like they cut to like a shot from behind him yeah and then cut to where he because like he says it he messes it up mm-hmm. he tells the crowd that he messed it up mm-hmm. and then he delivers yeah, yeah. it properly yeah, yeah, yeah so they cut the part where he says he messed it up uh, okay. they cut a different scene like from behind him yeah. and then jump right into where he delivers yeah. it properly okay so it it that's all they cut out of it or at least from like what i can tell but i mean it I'm, I'm glad he said it i'm glad he finally spoke up about it um I have no issues with what he said or how he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, he didn't have to call her a bitch. I was going to say, needless to say, there was a lot of backlash, yeah. but that's to be expected you know what? in this day and age with comedy. I, right. I get it. But, like, I just, I, it just for me, it, it's, I don't, I don't even want to, like, I'm, I'm disheartened in those situations when you can see a person who's clearly, the victim. Right. And now when the victim bro, responds. It was a lot of victim blaming right, like, and shaming, like, and, 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 and this man was. It was, was, it was wild. Clear. He was a clear victim. Uh-huh. Right? It wasn't like, well, he deserved it. No, he, he didn't deserve what he got. Yeah. And so now that he's responding, good on him. Mm-hmm. And everybody should sit back and just eat it. If you don't like it, well, whatever. But Listen. he deserves his day in the sun, a day on the stand, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And I think he did it masterfully. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I agree. And this has come from somebody who's like a huge Will Smith mm-hmm. like, supporter. I don't. I'm not gonna call myself a fan. That's fucking weird. But aren't you a fan of Chris Brown? Uh, Go ahead, supporter, avid, avid, <laughs> avid supporter, Stan, avid, avid supporter. <laughs> um, but yeah, like bro, I've watched like mad of his shit except yeah. Concussion. Actually, actually, I've seen Concussion. Yeah, I've watched almost everything he's ever done. Never listened to his music, uh, you know, uh, but you know, shows all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, as somebody that I rocked with for like a long time, and even I can sit here and say like, "Yo, he was in the fucking wrong." Yeah. And it's not like Chris, Bra- uh, Chris, Chris Rock has been like my number, like my number two or three or 
Like it's not a guy that I really like care right. cared for. Like I've listened to some of his stuff in the past, like specials, but I don't check for him. But I know that he is not wrong in whatever transpired oh. after the slap that was heard around the world. Yeah. Like, nah, nah, B. I mean, I, I heard people calling him a bitch ass nigga because because he called Will Smith a bitch ass nigga and that he was a bitch ass nigga for not slapping back or I'm like, nah. That's not. He's a victim, yeah, bro. You, like, but I, I like to 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 have the audacity to to judge the way a comedian comedically responds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he did this the way that he a year he, later, right? He's not a Chris is not, Chris was pookie mm-hmm. in New Jack City. You yeah. don't get to play a crackhead without you know a certain demeanor following yep. you right so mm-hmm. you you can't like we want to say well if if it were me it would be what it was but he made a good point he he was his parents taught him you don't fight in front of white people mm-hmm. i mean if he had done something in the moment he wouldn't have done anything but make us all look bad make black folks look bad it's gonna make uh, Will Packer looked bad. Will was, Will already did enough to, right. to make black and, people look bad. Like I, I mean, you, never before, you ever. Know, you know, one of the realest in the history. One of the realest got his Oscar that night. Yeah. And, and by the realest, I'm talking about Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Nobody says shit about it because, yeah. like, all we're talking about is that slap. Yeah. So I mean. I know I didn't want to see Chris Rock respond physically. Right. I know that would have been my response. Like, but kudos to him for having the wherewithal to think, not do it. Anymore. Think about what that looked like. Because yeah. Will smacked him, mm-hmm. turned around and started walking to his. Yep. What was Chris Rock supposed to do? Punch him in the back of the head. Run and tackle him as <laughs> they strapping on the floor like a whole bunch of fucking. Nah, bro. Or even if he had responded with a bunch of jokes, like at that time, you know, the, the knee jerk reaction, if you're not going to fight him, is to dig in, hey. dig in on the jokes. And kudos to him for being a professional and not doing it. In the words of the goat, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. Oh, think hitting the mouth. Slapped in the mouth. See, nobody knows how that but, goes exactly, but. but. Yo, you could have stopped it just get hit because. Everybody knows what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people say, I would have, I would have, I would have. Fuck you. Those people I don't think have ever been in fucking fights, honestly. Yeah. Or ever been hit in their fucking face. Like, it's a hit to the face mm-hmm. does something. Like, because maybe because it's rattling your brain or whatever. Like, if you got punched in the chest, it's different. Stomach, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, yo, your face, your head. Like yeah. it, it stuns you to a certain degree where you're like, I, right, you're put in a fight, flight, or freeze scenario, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, what's going to happen? But like I said, I don't think a lot of people that say something about that have ever been in that position before. But yeah, I can't wait to watch it, man. Can't wait. Can't wait to watch it. Um, I want to talk about what I'm what I'm going to call these niggas need to chill. Segment. Oh, oh, not not the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they do whatever fuck weird shit they want to do. Just keep your hands to yourselves. But um, it's so funny because this past Saturday, I was just having a conversation with my my um my brother in law about how John Morant needs to chill out. Like, yo, he's fucking wilding out here. 
Fast forward literally hours after that conversation and he's getting suspended because he waved what appeared to be a gun at a strip club. So backstory. Oh, he was at a strip club when you yes. did that? So backstory, John, John Morant, who maybe people don't know, is a basketball player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he was just under fire and I think suspended for um, either fighting a 17-year-old kid or threatening him with a gun. Both. He punched okay. him a bunch. And Based then- on a pickup game that happened at his house. Uh, that the 17-year-old was there and probably was talking shit and Ja, you know, pulled up a strap or whatever. Put out a strap, hit him apparently. What's so, a strap? Well, he didn't uh, pull it out. Gun. No, no, So the report was that Ja, they they like had a tussle. Ja went inside, came outside with it in his waistband and then he showed it like, brandished it from the waistband like, I got this with me. That's pulled out to me. I mean, but brandish, okay. Brandish is the I proper mean, term. You don't show it unless you're going to use it. <sighs> Giant. Yeah. We're going to get there. Yeah. We're going to get to yeah. that point. Uh, so he did that. And again, John Morant, again, is supposed to be like the future of the fucking NBA. Like, he's supposed to be like the next best thing because LeBron's fucking 39 in December. Um, Steph Curry is aging. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, from an American perspective, it's Ja because the rest are not Americans. For the most part, Dame is getting older and he ain't one shit. Um, <laughs> that was a shot to Dame Lillard, by the way, because I always do that's for you, uh, hey Mike. But yeah, so it's like, why are you doing this? You are, you got a max contract. You're not from the hood, which a lot of people clown him on on, on Twitter for. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you're trying to be hood. You're not from the hood, and I think that actually makes him want to be hood more because people think he's not quote unquote about that life. Yeah, uh, and you know what? At the end of the day, you don't really have to be hood to own a gun or to have idiotic thoughts or actions, because that's just all what this is. But I really do think that it's that hood mentality that's driving him to want to 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 be a thug. Well, so I know a bunch of people that were saying it's not really Jai; it's it's the environment. They were like, Memphis is like that. Memphis does that to people. There's been a few like NBA players and even like people who like watch the Grizzlies a mm-hmm. lot. They're just we like, ain't heard this about nobody else playing for the Memphis. Uh, that's not true. Zebo. <laughs> fucking Zebo. Zebo. Zebo was a real one. Though. He was a real one before he got there. But right. Like, like, why would y'all mention that guy? <laughs> I think the difference Mar- is. Marcus all one acting like I, that. I that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. the difference is. Mark, he also don't speak no fucking English. But that's not true. I think the difference is that they. It puts the like the environment puts the battery in your back. You no, know, I I thought about that, but in my mind, I cannot see a scenario where one of the OGs of Memphis, being Yo Gotti, is telling him no to no. do that. But he's he's not gonna tell him to do it. But he's also not gonna say, "Yo, you are you a basketball player? No, go no, home." No, he is. That's what OGs have done. Yo Gotti's not saying for that. mad long. Yo Gotti's not saying it's that. Like, Yo, let us handle this. We'll do this. You play ball. He's not it, saying it that. It don't even necessarily have to be Yo Gotti, though. Like, you, his, Ja has, his has, father? He's, he has. Usher? Who wants to be his friend? He has risen to prominence quickly. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, like, up and coming. Like, he's arrived already. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's, it, king. he's, he's <laughs> being king already, right? And so, 
it takes a special type of person to jump into that role and not fall victim to it. And I think he has fallen victim to. Yeah, for sure. I can't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. My accolades over here in basketball will excuse everything else that I'm doing. And he's going to get his real nigga moment. Yeah. He's going to get the, 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 the boondocks nigga moment. Mm-hmm. And, and he's getting it now. And it's dumb. Because it's all this shit hell. is essentially unfucking necessary. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. Is. But you know what it's like. Why? Why do you have a pickup basketball game at your house in season? You know, but like, are you kidding me, yo? Even, but even even trips, doing that, right? Like you 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 look That's at your, you look at the greats, and and I and this is this is where this is where guidance is. I think is is lacking for him. That's what a lot of people MJ say. MJ would do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. MJ wouldn't pull the gun out, but MJ did a lot of things that we never found out about until I, after. I fully believe MJ pulled a gun on somebody. No, that that shit tracks with his he, personality. So he, he did, he's done some things, and the league was different than where hazing could happen. And you gun laws were different like, then too, right? Like, so <laughs> so, but, but what I mean is, like he's. He's looking at these things. He's looking at Kobe being in practice and bullying his teammates. He's looking at how Kobe dealt with uh, Kyrie when Kyrie saying, I can take you. And mm-hmm. like he's looking at those things, but he took how they dealt with it and multiplied it. Like, how easy would it have been for this 17 year old to say, Young boy, you ain't fucking with me? And just leave it at that. Show him on the court, maybe, or just leave it at that. Or but, show him out of your premises, right? Your right. fucking mansion, right? Get the Escort fuck out. him out, but shit talking. Like you should have there. security. There. Like you, you don't even need to. Like stoicism is. I keep saying this shit. For men, yo, stoicism is paramount. I think for people in general, I don't like to see anybody get so into emotion. Like one, you but, just let people know where you live, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Because you got toolies. I don't think this is any different than. The the two famous wizards, yeah, John Wall and uh, Gilbert Arenas. <sighs> it isn't, and both and you know of what? those are what, look at what, look what happened with. to them. But I'm saying, but that's my point, it's yo. Dumb. John John Wall was 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 crowned not not uh, exactly. He wasn't where he was like on his way up. Like John Wall or um, John Morant has arrived, right? But mm-hmm. John Wall was on his rather way quickly up. too. Yeah, but John Wall was on his way up, and then this this motherfucker got involved with the DC crowd, mm-hmm. and he was spending every weekend at Rose Bar, mm-hmm. and then that nigga fell the fuck off. Now he can't find a fucking contract nowhere. Niggas is paying him to go yeah, away. The DC no. nightlife is a very but addictive that's my point. thing. Oh. That's my point, yo. The <laughs> Memphis gangster life is a very addictive thing. I'm obviously we're, being facetious. We're talking women versus yeah. hood shit. But like, my, come on. My yo. point is, yo, for certain people, it could be the right mixture of the wrong things to create a bad situation, yo. And you're going to find out the hard way. And you know, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm going to put like this. Ja is, is a man, first and foremost. And so, if somebody want to test his gangster, and he's a young dude at that, and, he, I'm going to show you. And, and I don't got to say, I'm going to show you. And a father. Oh, then he got, kid? he got kids? He got one. Well, you know. Yeah, he got a daughter. You would mm-hmm. hope that would... That would curve some of the, in, you know, the big extracurricular. Tall, height wise? No, no. Oh. Period, period. Ja is, ja is not big in the league. Just like what, right. 170, 186, maybe? The yeah, 863. So, he, so but, he's still considered a little guy mm-hmm. in, in the league. Just damn, what but, the fuck am I? But, 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 but that's what I mean. Non existent. So right. He's a, so, he's Beyond, a, yo. so he's a little guy in the league that plays 
with, with a big guy mentality. Yeah, like, for sure. He, he'll right. go up and bang on whoever. Absolutely. Anybody. And, and that, I think, for him is, is an issue because of the mindset it breeds. So now you, you're a little guy in the league because, you know, guys are six five, six seven, seven feet. But in real life, you're a big guy. Six three, you you you're bigger than most people. So now you you all of this I gotta prove myself in the league. And then you got somebody on the street that's five nine saying, Jai, you soft or you small or you like, whatever. What are you saying? And and you feel like you gotta prove it to him too. I know you're gonna dunk on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but you you can't afford again, you can't afford to lose control. And I Mm-mm. think I think he is just doesn't out know of that. fucking control. Out of control. It could also just be bad timing because this shit happened the summer the, the shit when with the seventeen year old happened in the summertime. But when is a good time to pull the strap out? No, and so well, what I, what it's I mean, not bad timing. They only came to light white because somebody pressed charges recently. Yeah, so I yeah. think the seventeen year old pressed charges. Yeah. But I think it's it's bad timing in the sense that it didn't happen like so it makes it seem like it makes it seem like everything happened back to back to back to back to back. But I, the shit happened in okay. the summertime. Now the IG shit you know, that happened recently. But also, I'm not surprised. But after it came to light that he was being... But again, I'm not surprised. This nigga's young. This is what these young niggas do, uh, though. It, yo, they get on TikTok. They we, get on Instagram. They they, they swing okay. their little blicky. And, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. That's what they do, you know, yo. You know who's never done that? Any of us. Exactly. Who own more guns yeah. than all of that? How, you're, you're, you've been I've on never, TikTok swinging I've your blicky? swung no blicky anywhere. I feel like... So this guy's 23, right? But I feel like if... In our 19, 20-year-old time frame, I may have done it. I got my first gun at 21. But you didn't do it. I, I got, did something close to it. Which I wasn't right? on live. Okay. But I took pictures of one and posted on my MySpace. Yeah, okay. uh, so, here's, so here's the thing, right? We did and, with one. And, I, and I just had, I had this conversation recently because- It was an airsoft pistol. There was, <laughs> it was Jesus. a point in time when, when I first man. started collecting and I had posted a, one of the newest collections. Mm-hmm. And then maybe posted one more of the collection, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine pulled my coattails. Like, I don't think you should put this on social media. Right. And you, I said, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I took it off of there. Now, where we are today, again, judging the past by today's standards, yeah, putting that on your page mm-hmm. with all the gun pages out there mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have the same stigma as no, it used to have. Does it? But. Like you just you just can't afford whether it's timing whether it's he's young. You have to conduct yourself a certain way, and we ain't talking. We not talking about you, the 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 seventh man on the bench. Mm-hmm. We talking about you, the heir apparent. Yeah, you, face you are the, the face team. of your franchise, and, and, and you have to behave in and, and a, and a certain I'll, way. I'll tack on to that because you know after I graduated, right? Again, we're young. We still have certain mm-hmm. sensibilities. But I started working for a, 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 a company, a Fortune 500 company. And with that were some changes right. in my behavior. Right. There were some changes in my mentality. There were some changes in my lifestyle because I couldn't afford to lose what I had, which was my breadwinner mm-hmm. at the point in time, or uh, the, the, the supplier of my lifestyle. And not only you didn't want to lose it, but you were trying to advance within that. Correct. Way. So you have to behave in a certain way. So at 23, after being in the league for what, four years, John Morant should not be doing this because nope. he has a max contract with, with an organization that is at the forefront 
of being progressive. You, you know who he is? And I've, I've done these types of analogies. The yeah? First, the, no, no, no. Well. He wishes. I, the, so the first the first time I made he, this. He really does wish, though. The first the first time I did an analogy like this, it, it went over well with the uh, athletics for men. It's, it's the only oh, thing, yeah. Only, only, only fans. <laughs> John Morant is a teen parent, which actually he probably may if, have been. Yeah. But when I say he's a teen parent, he was forced to grow up quickly mm-hmm. to to provide this life for the child, to be responsible for that child. That child in this particular analogy is his basketball career, to get where he needed to be. Once that child with those teen parents gets to a point where it, it can act autonomously, not necessarily raise itself, but maybe that child is a teen now, what do those parents typically do? They revert back to the age that they were when they had that child mm-hmm. and start behaving in that manner. And I think that's exactly what Josh doing. He's, he's okay. I did what I needed to do to get here. I've arrived. And now I'm going back to being 17, 18, 16, however years old. And I'm going to make these dumbass mistakes. Okay. Stay there for a second mm-hmm. because some of the shit that's happening with this conversation is that people are blaming his father, T Morat, who essentially is the senior, um, Okay. For his behaviors with uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith saying something to the effect of T. Moran is too busy trying to be his son's friend instead of being his son's father. Okay. Now, I heard all that and I had to go do some research. Uh, Ja is 23. Mm -hmm. T. is 45. Okay. That means that T. had him at 22. 22. I am 38. Mm-hmm. At 45, I a thousand percent can see myself hanging out with a 23 year old and just like, quote unquote, out here having fun mm-hmm. with a 23 year old. Like, I mean, he'll be the little homie, but it's like I can see myself like just interacting with a 23 year old. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that 23 year old being your son. And just that mentality is not, it's not quite there. Like, I didn't have a kid at 22. I had a kid at 35 or, no, 30, 36, right? So for me, it's like, that'll never be me. Like, when my kid's like 23, mm-hmm. like, I'll be in my 50s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to think like, oh, it's my best friend. Like, now nah, I'm old as fucking dirt. Like, but at 45, you very much can feel like you are still young and you can still hang. Do you think that's the reason why this is happening? Or I, I, I don't want to – like causation is, is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I don't want to – I don't know how he was brought up. I don't know how active his father was in his life. And I don't know if it was a good um, role model or example. But at this point, you're 23 – to me, is of no consequence. Like, you don't mm-hmm. get that excuse. Um, you're grown, and not only are you grown, you are raising a life of your own, your daughter's life. And and it, even if you didn't learn it from your father, it's paramount that you go learn it yourself so that you don't perpetuate the cycle. But also, like, I, I hear that, right? And and I think back to the the altercation with, with Uncle Shay Shay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
that got out of hand briefly. But who was it that that quelled it and brought it back to a amicable state? That was between Uncle Shay Shay uh-huh. and John Moran's daddy. Uh-huh. So daddy. we're seeing the example, right? Like you could say we we're blaming him, but you're also seeing the example of how tempers can flare, which uh-huh. happens with men. Uh-huh. And then you handle it properly. You 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 walk it back. You shake it out. or shake it off. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And and everybody's fine. Right. So with that very same example, I can't then say, well, he's never done that anywhere right. else. So no, nah, Jaw don't get that. The, he don't get it for me. He don't yeah. get the, that benefit of the doubt. You, you grown and you need to figure, figure it out, man. Yeah, I, I, I personally just can't see him. I, mean, I don't know the guy, but I can't see him putting a battery in his back no. after this situation no, where he's like, yeah, that's why, that's how you're supposed to do it, boy. I'm, it I'm sure he had sense. a conversation with him like, yo, John, you got to chill, bro. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you you're doing? Money. You're fucking yeah. the bag up. Yeah. You're fucking up for your sisters coming behind you, mm-hmm. and we're trying to become this NBA, WNBA basketball family in America. Like, are you fucking up? And, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because his sister is a flash of him. Plays just like him. Mm-hmm. So if she's emulating your game, what makes you think she's not going to emulate the other stuff you do? Mm-hmm. So at the very least for that, for your daughter. And you've seen, I'm sure you've seen some videos of his daughter mm-hmm. trying to do the things he does on court. Yeah. So all of this is now in the public eye. Your daughter and your sister are both emulating you and now they're seeing you do things that nobody should be emulating yeah. you, you got to tighten this up yeah all right yeah we'll just move on to the next nigga that needs to chill man <laughs> who's who's cool. that chris brown oh chris brown uh just kicked off his under the mm-hmm. influence tour in uh berlin germany and as part of his set he brings uh he brings up women to the stage sits them in a chair and you know Gives them a dance mm-hmm. to take you down. Shout out to take you down. That was the song that I used for my wedding when you know it was when time you, to take the guard off. <laughs> when uh, you decided to do the Chris Brown, I hey man, I you know, it. you know, you know, it is you, what it is. You're not a fan though. Um, no, I'm just an avid supporter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chris Brown brings this lady on stage and he's you no know, dancing his ass off and he's really putting on a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what this lady she did? Was so, she was she was a bit disrespectful. She was recorded herself. She was on live. She was on live. I oh, thought. she was on live? I, I think okay. she was on live. She was on live with her phone out. Imagine what somebody looks like sitting in a chair yeah. with, her, with their phone out recording themselves on live so it's FaceTime and they just have their phone out and they're just kind of like putting on the show for their, their followers. Mm-hmm. And Chris, yeah. <laughs> Chris Maurice Brown, you are right. He de- he needs to chill. Did not like it. Nope. Took that phone and flung that shit Ooh. into the crowd. So that that did happen. However, it wasn't like a knee jerk right away type thing. He right. he let her slide with that for for a good period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I and that this is this is where again the 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 arrogance the. Bitch, I'm Chris Brown. Like, <laughs> you should be paying attention to what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. the, the audacity of you. What he should have just done is maybe said something about it. Yeah. 
And if she continued to get her off the stage, Kick put, her? put I, somebody else up done. here that that is going to give the show the attention it deserves. Absolutely, I'd have kicked her ass off. the he stage. He should never have grabbed her phone and fucking frisbeed it into the crowd. So he need to chill. Yeah, that that was like, that was on, immature. Chris, like yo, you're thirty. What? He was born in eighty nine. You're thirty fucking six. Is that uh, bad math? No, five, five. Bad. That's bad math. So he'd be thirty two. 34. 34. He's 34. He's 34. It's four years younger than me. He's 34. You said 89. 89, yeah. Well, I, I guess, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd be 39 this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He needs to chill, bro. Like, enough. He definitely put on the story, fuck that phone. <laughs> you know, I think, I think, I, I think that the, 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 and this is, this is really, I guess, not necessarily fair uh, because, you know, recently, uh, he came under fire for mm-hmm. the the whole situation with Rihanna, and somebody used that. But you know what that was based on, right? The the song with Chloe, correct? Right. So somebody used that situation mm-hmm. as to say he's he's never recovered from when he beat Rihanna, and now he's trying to use women. Uh, black women to to garner his success. Right. No, these and black women are coming she, to him. She was reaching, and the she industry, was, the industry is coming to she him. Was, she was reaching like a mother because they know you put CB on uh-huh. a track. Exactly. <laughs> That's and, an automatic. And, and he responded to it. And I think the way that he handled that situation, although annoyed, I think that was reasonable. But then you can't go broken promise with, with this? <laughs> when <laughs> fucking Kile. Uh, <laughs> yo, yo, yo! The nerve of a nigga with a lisp <laughs> to mock yeah. another so person another one with a lisp. She needs to chill. <laughs> but like to 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 for her to paint that narrative mm-hmm. and then revisit the violence against women because mm-hmm. that's at the core of it. Yeah, and then him to do something that could be perceived as violent against a woman, even though he didn't do anything necessarily to her snatching her phone and flinging it is like you it's just too close chris brown you ought to know better yeah, yeah you yeah. you you if we were the breakfast club you get the donkey of the day yeah for sure i think they might have tried. no that was rumor report all right moving on to another segment of this nigga's gotta chill i don't know who needs to chill in this scenario but uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and the NFL teams. I don't know who needs to chill, but somebody in this scenario needs to chill. I'm unfamiliar, so somebody catch me up. So, so Lamar Jackson has been trying to negotiate a new contract um, with the Baltimore Ravens, the team that he plays for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they franchise tagged him, right? They decided to franchise tag him okay. uh, and allowed him to – you know, go see what the market is offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you want a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson at two hundred and thirty million, or um, or Kyler Murray at two hundred and some, I think fifteen million. Uh, so he wants a guaranteed, a fully a fully guaranteed contract. Uh, and the Baltimore Ravens are just like, yo, we're not doing that. Furthermore, Lamar Jackson is also representing himself, meaning he does not have an agent. Uh, so essentially, if it's sitting in these meetings, he is getting to hear all the shit people are saying about him and the reason why they're not going to give him the money, which typically happens right, with, with agents agent. and the organization. 
So essentially, they're like, well, since you think you can get this money out in the free market, go on in. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a, 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 a franchise tag on you. I can't remember what kind of franchise tag it's called, but it allows him to go shopping around. Uh, and if he finds a good offer, uh, the Baltimore Ravens get a chance to match that offer. Okay. Well, apparently, less than an hour after that went out, like four teams said, yeah, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson. We're not, we're not going to pursue. Mm. It was all teams that were expected to be interested in Lamar. The Falcons were one of them. The Falcons were one of them. They were the very first ones to yeah. say, uh, no, nah, we're not interested in Lamar Jackson, which uh, led people to say that there might be some collusion going on with the owners of the NFL and how the Browns, who gave Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, $230 million fully guaranteed contract after he'd been out of football for like, what, a year or two? Mm-hmm. Um, with pending uh, civil suits against him, yeah. that they kind of fucked up the game like New York dudes in, in college with their <laughs> with the women in, in Baltimore. Anyway, uh, so... So I don't know who needs to chill in this scenario. Does Lamar Jackson need to chill and get an agent or chill on his decision to uh, want a fully guaranteed contract? Do the Baltimore Ravens need to chill with this collusion? Do these other teams need to chill with their collusion as well? Hmm. It's interesting. I, I don't know that there's I, – I did read something about, uh, you know, there was there was some – um, there was some. They didn't use the term collusion, but that there was some other things going on. I don't. I don't necessarily see the evidence of that. I mean, it's not to say that it's not, but yeah, they all need to chill, man. I mean, Lamar included. I, I, <laughs> I struggle with these. Lamar is a a. a Talented, talented. He's Athletic. a talented. And he is. Um, I don't think he's the best thrower of the ball. Personally, That's, I don't either. I, you know, there there are some things he misses that I don't think you should miss when asking for that much guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. But I get it. He's not perfect. Mm-hmm. The bigger issue for me is that his durability. He's, he's yeah, yeah. He's like if I give you, if I give you. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not even gonna make that reference just because it's not gonna end well. But if I give you 250 million guaranteed, I don't want to be looking for a quarterback for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so fully guaranteed, right? So, <laughs> and if you're gonna be out because you're injured, and I gave you so much money that and I, I gotta now, pay you, right? And and I now don't have enough money to improve the team, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that you're on a franchise that. It's not known for paying people. Uh-uh. Nobody. Um, yeah. So nobody, buddy. Like I, I think he kind of has to chill with that, and 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 I, I get it. You know, people, certain people getting a high contract kind of sways the market, but that'd be the same as if like I went to work and said, well. You know, this guy over here makes more than me, so you got to pay me that. Mm-hmm. If the company says no, nah, we're not going to do it. And they tell go and, ahead. And and I say to the Which company, well, happens. if you won't do it, mm-hmm. I'll walk. And mm-hmm. they call my bluff. Uh-huh. I'm a walk. Yeah. And if if I walk and nobody else will pay me that, and I end up 
somewhere else mm-hmm. for the same money that they were going to give me. I'm the one that looks like the fool. So yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think he needs, I think they all need to chill. Yeah, I think, and with this is weird because a lot of false equivalencies are drawn because, you know, it's a black quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now people want to say, well, they gave Josh Allen this money and this, that, and the third. But, yeah, they also gave Deshaun Watson full guarantee. They also gave Kyler Murray. They also gave Mahomes. This isn't a race thing. No, it's definitely not a race thing. I mean, a lot of people are trying to make it. Yeah, I, I get it. And, it. and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Um, but I think, I think what you just said, I guess looking at it objectively, what you just said speaks more volumes to me, right? You named... Four teams uh-huh. that paid their quarterbacks, uh-huh. black quarterbacks at that. Well, Josh Allen's not, bad. <sighs> but you, okay. So you, those four got paid, uh-huh. and the argument that I'd be making is, well, you should have went to those four before they paid these other guys because <laughs> they would have paid you. Uh-huh. You you can't tell me that Cleveland wouldn't have paid Lamar Jackson before they got Deshaun. Yeah, he wasn't. He couldn't. He wasn't in a bargaining I, position. I get it. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you just are late on an investment. Mm-hmm. You, you got to play the position that you get. There are some other teams that'll pay. Yeah. Maybe they might not pay you what you want. It's just a lot of money. It's just a lot of money. It's just a lot of money, and 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 teams are not willing to take that risk, with the exception of the Browns, who did that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the, the Browns did that, and they fucked up the game. And yeah. I know the owners like, yo, what the fuck you do that shit? But they, but they also aren't planning on. I get it; they're rebuilding, yeah. but they aren't planning on picking up any talent. Yeah. They're going to get everything through the draft. And you I'll, don't have the money. Also, at that point in time, that's all that was available. Like, yeah. The draft yeah. was trash. Yeah. Like, they didn't think it would, they didn't know what the future held. Yeah. I feel like now, like, the top, top five is like some quarterbacks. A lot of people think it's like some quarterbacks in this, in this, in this, um, in this draft, which means I get to pay somebody a whole lot less for the next couple of years before mm-hmm. I have to pay them. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're not proven, but I'm willing to take that risk because it'll save me down yeah, the line. Exactly. Because Especially knowing that the guy that I could get wants a fully guaranteed contract and is not durable and he's not the best thrower of the football. I'm going to pass. And your team has some some holes that need to be filled. Correct. Do you, he he should be learning his lesson from from uh, Fu Manchu. God damn, how I forget his name that fast. Oh. Uh, uh, the game manager that won the Super Bowl with him, Flacco. Oh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. But Joe got that big deal mm-hmm. right after after and, in fact, yeah. And then and it wasn't had, no, it wasn't that big. It wasn't it wasn't that big. Different but he, times. But he then had to restructure that contract mm-hmm. for them to be able to bring four people. Yeah. So like, do you really want to be in in that position? Yeah. Okay. They they give you two hundred fifty, three hundred million guaranteed. Yeah. I'm and, just saying hypothetically. And speaking for the Atlanta Falcons and an avid supporter of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't want no Vic 2.0. Like, I don't, I don't, I've lived that. I know what that brings. And I'm not saying the personalities are the same, but I know what it's like to have a fast quarterback who can't really throw the ball well. Yeah. Right. I know what that's like. He can throw 80 yards on a knee. I I, I know what it's like to, no, Vic had an arm. Yeah. But not accurate. I know what it's like to have a quarterback who's not durable. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. 
I don't want that. That's fair. And you need to have somebody who can catch this shit. Fast. Need, I mean, he has a tight end and a wide receiver that just got them dropped. But yeah, still, you also got to pay a line to protect him. Got to pay a line. I'm just saying, man. Trying to build a defense. You, know, you got to you know pay. Who's doing that? Hmm? The Bears. And you got to find him a yeah. running back so that he's not running the ball thirty times a game, or not passing the ball sixty times. Like a literally, game. the thing that he does best. Most teams don't want him to do that. Right. <laughs> like, right. It shortens his career. I mean, like the, the, the Falcons, which is the reason why people thought that he would go there, they the coach that we have now, Arthur Smith, is very big on mobile quarterbacks. I don't think that necessarily means that he wants his quarterback to run for hundred yards a game. Right. Like, I, I don't I don't think that's what he wants. And if you want a quarterback to run for hundred yards a game, well, I could just get a, a young, dumb motherfucker fresh out of college to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I got one on my roster right now. What, what, what did Teddy Bridgewater sign for? I don't know. He, he got, who, in, he got who, injured and it's been a wrap. So that's who people were that. going to is that, that young mobile mm-hmm. quarterback mm-hmm. that I didn't have to pay all that money mm-hmm. to. I, got, I, I can get great value, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to have to eat this one. You're going to have to eat it. You can get the contract, but it's not going to be fully guaranteed, bro. Nope. And it might not be somewhere you want to go. I mean, even with the Ravens, like, I feel like he can get 250 mil for four years. Yeah, probably. But they, only they, they offered him 250, didn't they? I feel like they did, yeah. something like that. It just wasn't, it was fully all, guaranteed. It wasn't fully guaranteed. Like Maybe like 150 to 200 was like guaranteed. Like, dog, you got to take that, bro. Like You got to know where you are. Like Know your organization. Like The company that I work for, I know that I can get more going somewhere else. I'm not going to ask them to pay me what I can get going somewhere else there because I know they're not going to do that shit. Mm-hmm. I know that shit. So if I want to leave, I got to leave. Yeah. The only difference is I'm not a restricted free agent <laughs> like he is. So you, sorry, you, buddy. It's not going to be a big – like you're not making a big stink about it, right? <laughs> like all of this is being covered. So now uh, yeah. other teams saying, I don't really want to touch the drama. Yeah. I don't really want to touch him. Yeah. And for me, they're pros to stay, and they outweigh the cons. For him, it may not be the case. Like they've, they've complained about the offense that's being run over there, from the wide receivers that are there to the ones that left. And other things in that organization that they don't like. So, you know, good luck, Lamar and Ravens fans. I hope y'all get what y'all want. Just stay the fuck away from my Falcons. Uh, y'all got shout-outs? I got two. Uh, well, one of them is from A-Mike. Uh, shout-out to A-Mike. Uh, shout-out to Obi-Wan. But A-Mike shout-out is for Michael B. Jordan and the Creed Three movie. Which uh, cost $75 million budget to make, and they made $58 million in the first week. Have you guys seen it? I have not seen it, no. Not yet. I don't go to movies that much. I saw Wakanda Forever in the movies, but that was the first time in like three yeah, years. Me neither. Um, I'm just waiting for it to come out on yeah. something. I'm curious. Yeah. Because they, they say this is the best Creed of the series. I, I, I have a hard time imagining that without Rocky's character. I, I, I heard the plot. And it was exactly what I thought yeah. it was. Like, somebody did a spoiler, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it wasn't a spoiler. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Uh, I'm going to ask you after this. Okay. Because I'm curious. Um, so, so yeah, shout out to him. Um, apparently, it's the biggest grossing sports movie ever. Really? Uh, with that first week with that $58 million. Um, So, shout out. Um, I also want to shout out a gentleman. 
by the name of, and I think I have it here, Robert Ross. Who is Robert Ross? Robert Ross is a young, dark-skinned black man that goes to Stanford, and he is currently dating Bill and Melinda Gates' daughter. My nigga. <laughs> My, let me stop. So, shout out to Robert Ross uh, for dating um, a multi-billionaire, top 10 billionaire in the world's daughter. Is that all he done? He's just, he's just dating her. It's good enough, man. That's all he need to do. Listen, some listen. Women, women got shows for less for being baby mamas for basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it don't it don't really work that way for us. So unless he gonna get her pregnant or marry her, well, you know, I, I hope he gets to um, marry her and um, inseminate her, and you know, oh well, yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> shout out to him for and shout, and shout out to her for taking her parents' charitable efforts to uh, the next level. You, Stop. you really, you really, you, yep. Recycle my joke. Yeah, I recycled keep, my keep, joke. Keep the I shit did, booming. I did. I did. Why? Why you had this shit on him? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got uh, anybody else? Her name is Phoebe Gates, by the way. <laughs> um, does she, like, does she like a character from Doug? Does she, you said Stanford? Stanford, yes. Where is that? California. That's where they met. I think he means where in California. No, I know where it is. So she she runs the uh, the, uh, the the Crenshaw section of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I hate this name. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, shout out the Crenshaw chapter. Shout out to my guy. What was his name again? <laughs> Robert Ross. Robert Ross. Shout One out to you, my name. guy. Yeah. Hey man. Hold on. Wait a minute. Represent. Did you really just shout out Bob Ross? I said Robert. <laughs> that is Bob Ross. <laughs> the nigga version. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that our followers know who that is. Google him. We'll make some happy little. OG files. Bobby Ross, baby. Yeah. I mean. Don't give him. Don't. Do, oh, okay. All right. I tried it. I tried it. That's all I got. Any other? Shout and you outs? know, you know, Bob Ross was the first Ice Spice. I'm just saying. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Somebody, please, one of our followers, stop this man, please, yo. <laughs> oh, you thought he was filling you? <laughs> that pain was a much. In the me. That boy's a liar. <laughs> shout, shout out to this, Ice Spice. This, this is what the fuck I got to deal with. <laughs> my, my Nigerian sister. She not there? Yeah, apparently half. But Olu, Nigerians, Nigerians Olu claim ice, every, nigga. Nigerians, Nigerians claim everybody. Her name so is Olu I don't ice. know if it's real or not. Her name is Olu Ice. <laughs> but her her dad is a uh, allegedly Nigerian, and her, her mom's Latina. Yeah, sound like my child. <laughs> that doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Any other shout outs, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen, you, you want to give your trademark? Just be, I'm not beholden to you niggas. I don't have to say the shit when you, I don't got to jump when you tell I me to jump. I just asked you, did right, you well, want to? Well, with that being is, said, stay beautiful, stay blessed, and as always, stay black. This has been another episode of the EBS Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Peace. Peace. What episode is this? 132. Did you ever say it? Yes, I did. Sandwiches. Sandwiches.